welcome back to the Kingdom Conscience Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Selena Gilhui. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your support. If you like what you hear, why don't you share it? Send us an email if you'd like. Let us know what we're doing right and what you'd like to talk about. And you can send that email to the Casey Convo Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the K C C O N V O Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Today's topic is I Need God. We're going to talk about it today. Come on, let's go. Thank you so much for joining us again. Hope that everybody's doing well. I hope that your year's been going good so far. Um, We're almost into February, not quite there, but entering into the last week of January. And life goes on, thank God. So again, we thank you for joining us. Hope you've been, been enjoying our journey in the Kingdom Conscience conversations so far. And today we're going to talk about I need God. There's a popular hymn that had been ringing in my spirit this last week or so. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to probably didn't want to be serenaded today but that was in my spirit and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today I need God you know a lot of us there are a lot of things we need you know you need food you need water you need clean air to breathe and many other things that we need that we may some people may say well you know I don't need anybody you know but you need companionship but one thing that I've really realized in a greater magnitude these last two years is that I need God. How about you? Do you need him? I mean, can you live without him? I mean, do you think you can make it one day or one hour without God and his protection and his guidance and his provision? Do you really need him? I'm telling you, I do. There have been some situations, not just in the last few years, but I can just, you know, look back over my life and recall there have been some things, some things have come up in my relationships and my marriage where you just look, you know, how are we going to make it out of this? I don't see a way out. But every time I've been intentional to turn my face toward God and to start to seek for Um, direction, answers, clarity. There has not been a time that he has failed me. I will be honest and say that his answer may not always come the way that I expect it to come. Most time it doesn't. And that's one thing I want to tell you. A lot of times you expect answers to come. You expect it to come from certain people. And I'm going to tell you, most of the time, it's people you never expected that will have your answer 
or the answer to your question or your problem will come in a way you never thought. Why is that? Because his ways are higher than our ways. He, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God knows the beginning from the end. We call him the alpha and the omega. He's the first and he's the last and he's everything in between. He's everything that we need. So why wouldn't you believe that someone who knows the beginning from the end, he created you, he knows all about you, he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, why wouldn't you think that he wouldn't have all the answers that you need, that he wouldn't be able to fix any problems? that there's nothing too hard for him. That's what needing God is really about. Starting with acknowledging who he is, knowing his greatness, knowing his power. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. We may not understand it, but it's true. And it's who he is. So I actually want to go to scripture today to give us some encouragement and look at a king. There's a story about a man named Jehoshaphat who ran into an issue, ran into a problem where he had people all surrounding him. The news came from abroad that they were coming. The the armies were going to come and overtake him. And what this man did is something that we as believers should always do when we find ourselves in a situation that just seems too hard for us. It seems insurmountable, something that we can't handle on our own. And if you have not been to that place in your life, I'd admonish you to keep living because it's probably on the way. I heard a quote that, You're either in a problem, coming out of a problem, or on your way to a problem. And that just is what life is all about sometimes. But the great thing about it is that we have God to help us navigate through the journey that has these hills and valleys of issues and and problems and and, um, circumstances That sometimes we just, it just finds us scratching our head. Could be something with your children or your job or, or with a loved one. It could be anything. There comes a time where you just can't do it on your own. And guess what? Friends, family, they don't have an answer as as well. So you're left a lot of times which is un, it's, it's not good, but a lot of times we, we leave going to God as the last resort when that should be our first line of defense to go to the scripture, go to God in prayer and see what he says. But thank God for grace and mercy. He gives us a chance to keep learning and, you know, next time we'll get to him quicker, hopefully. And eventually, we're always going to him. We're not asking, you know, people, what do you think? 
what do you think about this? I thought this. It doesn't matter what the people think. It matters what God thinks. So we're going to look at this story in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter. We're going to start at the second verse. It says, Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea and this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Jedi. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So I want to stop right there. And there's a couple things I want to talk about. In verse 2, I want you to know that there's always going to be some bearer of bad news. You see that he said in the scripture, it says, Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat. So this man, Jehoshaphat, is, is receiving this news of a battle this news that these people are coming to battle against thee but Jehoshaphat's response is what I want to encourage myself and others today what the believer should respond it's a kingdom response because instead of getting um, afraid and leaving it there instead of getting scared and and getting frantic the, the scripture says that Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And this is what we should do. When we hear bad news, we hear something that's not to our liking. We hear that something's on the way and we're worried about it. Instead of, instead of calling people and complaining, what would you do? Or asking, what would they do in this situation? And guess what's going to happen? We should be like Jehoshaphat and set ourselves to seek God to seek his understanding, to seek his direction, to seek his plan, to, to ask of him, to inquire of him and say, what is going on? But there's another thing that sticks out, not just Jehoshaphat himself, but everybody that's connected to him. It says that even the inhabitants of Judah, um, he, he brought them together. He brought order. He brought, he brought unity. He, it says he proclaimed a fast. And they all came together to seek the Lord. So this is kind of, you know, when you're working on something or seeking God for something or you have an issue, you want to make sure that your whole house is together. You want to get everything together. Everybody needs to align, you know, and set you set everybody together to seek God. That's very, very important. As we go on in scripture, it says, and, and Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. So for the next few scriptures, he just begins to tell God how great he is. He begins to worship him, tell him what a great God he is and how he ruled over the kingdom, how he's been there for him. He just begins to worship God. And as we go down to about verse uh, I'm going to say 11 and 12. Uh, verse 11, 11 says, Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit. So he's saying, God, this is what you gave us, but now they're coming to take it away from us. 
But the um, the end of verse 12 is really what is key to me. It says in verse 12, O our God, this is Jehoshaphat praying, Wilt thou not judge them? For we have not no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. That was such a powerful verse the first time I, I read it. The end of that verse 12. But our eyes are upon thee. Jehoshaphat, he's the king. He's a ruler. He leads people. But he's not too big to say, listen, God, I don't know what to do in this situation. But my eyes are on you. His expectation is of God. It's not of his power. It's not of what he, he's done in the past. But it's of God. He's basically saying, Lord, I need thee. He's basically saying, I need God. And he's telling everybody that's around him, I need God for this situation. We need God. So let's set ourselves to seek him. And this is what I want to encourage you to do. I want this to be my first response. When I run against a doctor's report I don't understand or I may be fearful at first, but I want to set myself to seek God. I want to tell God my eyes are on you, and I am telling him that. Listen, I don't know when I'm going to get a kidney. I need one, but my eyes are on you, and I'm trusting you to keep me, to sustain me, and to keep back the hand of death until this thing is figured out. So I want to encourage you, too. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're coming against, instead of getting on the phone, complaining, why me? Let's set ourselves to seek God and get some direction from him. Let's do like Jehoshaphat said and say, you know, we, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Not on our situation, not on our circumstances, not on our neighbor, but our eyes are on God, on God's word for direction, for leading, for guidance. Let him be your compass. Let him be your, your, your navigational system. Let him tell you which way to go, what choice to make, what to do, what to say, how to write the plan, how to, to create the team. Let him do it, because he will. As we go down in that that chapter, go about the 15th verse, God begins to answer Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat's prayer. He sends him an answer, and he says, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismay, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's and he repeats himself again down about the 17th verse he says ye shall not need to fight in this battle set yourself stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you he begins to tell him again fear not nor be dismayed he said tomorrow yes you're going to go out but the Lord is going to be with you and this is the thing there may be a mountain in front of you. God may not remove the mountain, but he's going to be with you to either climb it or dig through it. He's going to be with you. He's going to give you 
the understanding. He's going to give you the direction. He's going to give you the peace that you need to conquer every situation that's facing you. I want you to be encouraged. I believe it with all of my heart. Why? Because God said it and his word cannot lie. He is not a man that he will lie. He, anything that he tells us, he is going to bring it to pass. And he's not a respecter of persons. So if he's going to do it, if he did it for Jehoshaphat, we can expect that he'll do the same for us. If we seek the Lord, if we seek the Lord, seek him first, look to him, put your eyes on him. As Jehoshaphat said, he said, I don't know what to do in verse 12, but my eyes are on you. And a lot of times I know you've been there because I've been there shaking my head on the side of the bed. My head is in my hands. I'm crying and praying, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation, but I'm looking to the hills from whence cometh my help. And I want to encourage you, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the need is. Anything that can come to your mind, it's not something that God doesn't care about. If you care about it, he cares about it. And I want to encourage you, and I want to say that again. If it's something that's on your mind, it's on God's heart. If you're concerned about it, he's concerned about it. So I want to encourage you, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to him. Seek him. Ask him. And and watch him answer you. Watch him deliver. Watch, Watch him work it out for you. He'll do it. He'll tell you like Jehoshaphat, you don't need to fight because this battle wasn't yours. It's mine. And that's what he's telling me. He's saying, Selena, it's not your responsibility to heal yourself. That's his responsibility. It's my responsibility to believe and to proclaim and to claim it that I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I don't know the time. I don't know the hour. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know that he's with me through this situation. He's with me as I go through. I just need to be patient and trust him. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you find yourself facing, just look to the hills. Seek God. Set yourself to seek him. Shake your head. Tell him you don't know what to do. But tell him I'm looking to you, God, for answers. Looking to you for the right words to say. Looking to you for the right people to surround myself with. Looking to you for encouragement. And he will answer. Our God never fails. He will deliver. He will do it just like he said. You got to believe him. Until next time, so glad that you joined us. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you've been encouraged. And until next time, keep living for the kingdom.